Listening to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. I am excited to talk about David's Harp today. Talk with our friends from David's Harp, a center for musical development, in just a moment and learn how uh, they're partnering with congregations and ministries around the globe to share wonderful music and help congregations and ministries connect with their communities as well. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us today, Pastor Nathan Sherrill, Executive Director for David's Harpa Center for Musical Development. Pastor Sherrill, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It is a joy to get to connect with you again and learn about this wonderful musical endeavor of David's Harp. Tell us, how is David's Harp helping congregations and ministries, partnering with them and helping them engage their communities with the gift of music? Yeah, uh, at our at our sort of basic level, David's Harp produces resources and helps to establish centers of musical development, as we call it, in churches, schools, and missions of the LCMS and our partners actually here in the U.S. and all over the world. So it's a very exciting work, Andy, and it's something that's very much grassroots. So we want to be engaging kind of like in the trenches with our ministry leaders, our church workers, really all over the world, wherever they find themselves. And we're finding more and more work and application to our work in the foreign mission field, in fact. But the reality is that, you know, we have a large conversation in the Synod right now. How do we raise up the next generation of church workers? There's even a present initiative going on right now, formerly called uh, Church Worker Recruitment Initiative, I believe, now set apart to serve. Uh, Well, David's heart kind of rolls up its sleeves and engages with people at the very most basic of levels, pastors, musicians, teachers, DCEs, deaconesses, and the like. And we want to ask them how they think or how they would like to, or how might we help them envision reaching out with the gospel in their own area of influence, specifically through music. So what we do is we especially, the the music of the church, the song of the church, and we break it down to the most basic of levels and then help individual sites. We say often churches, schools, and missions lead their population and actually their broader community into the church and into a greater, maybe in terms of music, into a greater, more specifically developed uh, their talent for the use of of the witness in the church. So we help churches teach music, teach the gospel through music in a very basic way. And then uh, through these resources, and then we help these sites more specifically or strategically construct themselves or align themselves in a way that reaches out through music in that area. So a lot of times we end up calling these things music conservatories or centers of music or music academies, or in a lot of cases, it's just kind of a refinement or an adjustment or a different way of thinking, applying the music programs that already exist in a place. What difference does it make for these congregations and communities to have these types of resources, to have this access to music education and and teaching and all of these things? Sarah, it, it's interesting because when we 
when we have deeper conversations about this insight or what or David's harp work, so many times we end up saying, why haven't we done this, you know, years ago or all <laughs> along? And really, I think the key word is intentionality. We are a singing church, the Lutheran church historically from the very beginning. Many would say, we have a podcast actually on this with Dr. Veeker. Many speak of the Lutheran church as a singing church and as a church that really gained a foothold through song and through music that was written and then kind of given to the congregation and so on. So this is kind of a basic for us as Lutherans, but there's what we're doing is we're bringing a lot of intentionality and evangelism and outreach to the conversation of the practice, if you will, the, the application or the performance of the musical task. So music is not for us at David's Harp something that like the lonely organist does or just the director of music or just the people that like to sing, you know, that kind of a thing. Maybe the pastor, maybe not the pastor. No, for us, music uh, is a tool for evangelism, outreach, witness, mercy, life together, all of those things. So what we do is we kind of congregations help ministry leaders understand all of the different things that they can do in terms of outreach, development, catechesis, and so on through music. And so what we're doing with these resources is say, for instance, we take a hymn from the hymnal and we divide it into multiple levels that are consistent with levels that would be taught pedagogically in a given, say, for example, piano lesson or a process of learning to play the piano. Usually you begin at a primer level, then you go like level one, two, three, four. Well, what we do is we create resources that mimic and parallel that training so that we are actually taking the hymnal and we are integrating it into children's lives at the earliest of levels, according or consistent with their studio training. And what we're finding is that many more than just Lutherans, say music teachers or schools, Lutheran schools, are using this approach. There are many people, Presbyterians, Methodists, others that appreciate this approach. We call it a graded approach uh, because it gets the hymnody of the church to our children uh, as I said, at the earliest of levels. So what we are doing, we are kind of collaborating and helping our Lutheran, especially obviously our, our Lutheran uh, church workers, see how they can be not only sharing the faith, catechizing, out, engaging in outreach, evangelism, but I mean, chiefly, or maybe not, depending on your perspective, developing the next generation of, say in this case, church musicians. How many of you have organists that are 85 years old or 75 years old, and you have no plan for what you're going to do next. That's some of the conversations that we have. Hmm. So you've pointed out some of the the resources or how the resources are, are designed and, and structured to be helpful. What are some of the newest resources from David's Harp this year? Andy, the, the one that, we, well, we just brought one out. We have a hymns of the season series that's going. It takes nine hymns from the hymnal according to a given season of the church year and breaks those down, as I said. So we, we came out with our third volume for piano earlier on in the year. Last year, we brought out the first volume for guitar, actually. And by the way, when we get into overseas missions, that guitar volume is 
very important for Latin America especially. But the one that I'm most excited to talk about now is the one that is coming out this year around Easter, and that is our first liturgy volume. Mm. Let me explain it a little bit. In mm -hmm. our in our, our hymn volumes, we have four different settings for a singular hymn. The very first level one setting is a student-teacher duet. And so what this does is it gets these students, it gives them the opportunity not only to, say, learn a hymn. The, new, the newest book is it called India's Gladness, and that's a, sort of the theme hymn for the year. So in, as an example, it would give, you know, a six or seven-year-old, maybe five-year-old, the chance to not only learn in thee is gladness from the hymnal, but also accomplish that piece of music in the worship because all of those level one pieces are also duets, student-teacher duets. So these are beautiful, beautiful arrangements. Special thanks to Dr. Elizabeth Grimpo from Concordia University, Seward, Nebraska. Well, for the liturgy volume, there are only two settings for the volume, and this volume will bring Divine Service 3 and Matins in this, in this volume. The first setting that Dr. Grimpo wrote is a student-teacher duet on the entire liturgy. So <laughs> what does that mean? Well, here's what it means. Now when you go to your Lutheran school and you come to chapel, you don't have to wonder what you're going to do. You don't have to make things up. You know exactly what you should do. Our Lutheran schools should be producing Lutheran musicians, for example, right? Lutheran teachers, Lutheran pastors, and so on. How are you going to produce a Lutheran musician? You let the children be the musician. And so from the earliest of levels, I actually have a copy of the uh, liturgy volume in front of me, and I'm, I'm at the Gloria Patri, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. And on this um, edition, this is simply right-hand melody for the student. And this, again, can be a six, seven, eight-year-old. And uh, it's three-part harmony for the teacher. So you have, if you can envision, con for the conduct of the liturgy, say in a Lutheran school, you can have one of your students playing that and being helped, being shepherded, being led and guided by his or her teacher. Well, this isn't the only setting where we recognize as simplified liturgy to be important. We have people in the rural and small town ministry settings going through the services with no music at all. There's no musician to be found. We actually have, in one case, we know very intimately, a deaconess is trying to learn uh, piano again simply for the sake of providing some kind of music in that setting. So the inner city, the mission field, the mission field needs uh, a simplified liturgy. And we could go on and on in terms of application, for example, for this volume. So the idea is this time around, this is our Lutheran liturgy series. This time around, it would include Matins and it would include Divine Service 3. Next time around, there will be two other services uh, that will be produced in the next volume. Outstanding. Beautiful. In addition to liturgy, also you regularly are publishing hymns in that same format as well, right? Correct. 
And what was the most recent one in terms of hymns, the most recent volume for that? Yeah, so we brought this out toward the end of, uh, it was uh, November of last year. This is called Hymns of the Season, Volume 3. You can see this on our website. Maybe we can talk about that location in a little bit. It's entitled, India's Gladness. And yeah, well, let's talk about some of the, the, the mentality of how we select what we select for these volumes. So You've got In Thee is Gladness. You've got O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, From Heaven Above to Earth I Come, As with Gladness, Men of Old, O Sacred Head Now Wounded, and so on. If anybody listening knows anything about teaching piano or taking piano or whatever, when you come to the point in time where you're like, man, it'd be really cool if I could play something sacred, like I'm learning, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Ring Around the Rosie or whatever, <laughs> you know, I, I learned in my early on piano books. Well, there are some you can find Holy, 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 and maybe the Common Doxology and some other general hymns out in, in hymn books out there. But you're not going to find anything that maybe if you, you maybe you could say it this way is sort of like truly Lutheran, you know, or like is, is put together by Lutherans for Lutheran, you know, all of that. I'm not saying that that's necessarily this, but what I'm saying is there's, there's great intentionality in relation to the hymns that are chosen here. We specifically are not choosing hymns that necessarily everyone knows. We're choosing hymns that are rich, conveying biblical theology, that are, that are um, typically used in our churches and in, in worship regularly. So what we are doing in every way, David's harp seeks to hold the hand of a little guy or gal and befriend them and walk them into the life of the church. And in a lot of cases, it's exhilarating because what we have, especially thanks to Ed Riahas and Sharon Sherrill, the introduction of every one of these hymns is done so uh, by a beautiful illustration of not the biblical text, but actually the hymn text. So these illustrations become very unique and kind of a different way at looking at this biblical theology. And then we have a corresponding reflection. So the idea is when the, the student comes to the lesson and when they are given this next hymn, say they're going to learn for the year, the first thing that they do is talk about the text of the hymn. And of course, anybody that is a lover of Lutheran hymnody or even knows very much about Lutheran hymnody is that that's where you find the gospel. In some cases, the gospel is most clearly expressed in our churches and in corporate worship, especially through what we sing and what we are saying when we're singing. So now it's giving the opportunity to all of these teachers all over really the world to show a little guy a picture, say, I'm open to, oh, sacred head now wounded, to show a little guy a picture of Jesus dying for him on the cross and then have a little simple reflection about that the next thing that you do, you turn the page and now you can play. You can make music that expresses what you just looked at and what you just learned about. And in a lot of cases, friends, these are not our members that are coming into our conservatory spread all over the country. I mean, they are in a greater amount or number. These are just regular old people from the community walking in, in some cases, never hearing about Jesus. Who is this guy? And so on and so forth. Bethany Johnson in Topeka, Kansas has a wonderful story on that note. But they come into this environment. They're mentored uh, by a lovely Christian individual and they're pointed to Jesus. So I think that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 
And we'll continue learning more about what's happening with David's Harp, a center for musical development with Pastor Cheryl in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Pastor Nathan Sherrill, Executive Director of David's Harp, a center for musical development, learning about uh, the wonderful work that they're doing, helping raise up really young and, and new musicians, particularly with with. Uh, sacred music, God's music, is what we're talking about today. Pastor Cheryl, the resources that uh, David's Harp has been providing or, or developing are just um, outstanding. You also partner with, as you mentioned earlier, congregations, schools, missions. Where has David's Harp been growing over the last year since we've talked last? Yeah, so we're really excited. There's always something going on in a congregation, a school, or a mission. Andy, as we visit, as we present in different places, as we just talk to individual pastors, teachers, musicians, and so on, there's lots of chatter and a lot of a lot of development going on sort of as we speak all over. But the the three most recent sites that we can talk about with a lot of excitement are in Kansas, New York, and Alabama. So working with, especially with Bethany Johns in Topeka, Kansas, they've established St. John, St. John's Music Academy. So we're very excited about that. Working especially with David Worth in North Tonawanda, New York, they've established uh, a conservatory at their church, First Trinity. And then this is really exciting. We've worked, we've been in dialogue with Pastor Christopher Clark in Coleman, Alabama, for two or three years, and it was this fall that they really started in their school, in St. Paul's Lutheran School in Coleman, Alabama. They brought on during the day, and this is a key that we want to talk about and shout from the mountaintops, as they're doing and have been doing for a long time at St. John's Lutheran Church in Seward, Nebraska, teaching uh, studio lessons during the day. They just brought on 30 piano students during the day in their school. I just want to say something here for everyone to put in their pocket. If there's one thing David's harp could like snap their fingers and just have thanks be to God would be that all of our Lutheran schools would somehow figure out a way to offer private studio lessons, especially introductory, possibly just on piano during the day. It's a benefit to the parents. It's a supplement to your music program. It doesn't have to cost the school anything, but this is where we go when we want to talk about raising up the next generation of fill-in-the-blank. This is one wonderful way to do it. It integrates the activity in the regular life of the, of the school or of the family and so on. So that's a great, a great way to do that. And so we see these folks are really excited, and they are doing that. So we just applaud 
applaud that activity. So that's our most recent sort of development nationally. We could also talk about lots that are very close. One that's dear to my heart is St. Paul's Lutheran School High School in Concordia, Missouri. That's the only LCMS boarding school in our synod. And Jerody Marsh and Kent Kunkel down there, they are very passionate, very excited, doing wonderful, wonderful things. And uh, a conservatory on that campus is uh, in the radar. So we're, we are very excited about that. That is awesome. Uh, what, an, what amazing opportunities for kids to be learning, learning music and having that music education just embedded into their into their daily lives. So cool. You mentioned international opportunities, and I want to get to that before we run out of time. So what are the what are those international opportunities that are happening? Yeah, th- we're very excited about that, Sarah. We have also one of these longstanding conversations that we've had is with Charles in the Asia region of LCMS International Missions. There's so much to be said here, but I thank you for the question because in the, this was a surprising to me as, as time went on in our development and communication in regard to David's harp. It was, I, I was surprised or I, did, I was ignorant. I didn't realize the need that we have in the overseas mission fields in relation to musical development for for many reasons. But this kind of attaches a little bit with Sandra Ryan and all these hymnal projects that we have Mm -hmm. going on. In a lot of cases, our overseas mission sites, they don't have necessarily, if they don't have a hymnal, then they don't, they kind of don't have a resource to follow in relation to say the liturgical, their liturgical life. So we're spoiled, right? I've grown up with hymnals and whatever, and I go to church and I, you know, I felt the rhythm of our congregational worship, our congregational life together, especially through the seasons of the church year and the song of the church and the regularity that we had in many cases coming through the hymnal. But if you don't have a hymnal, where are you going to go to have that rhythm for your, for your life together? And the expression of a common creed and your common faith and all of those things. So in some cases, if we don't have a hymnal, that's a challenge. If we have a newer hymnal, it's still a challenge because in a lot of cases, there's not a wealth of people in sight or in country that necessarily um, know how to carry out uh, the music in that hymnal or how the music applies and on and on. So I've been learning all these things and more from Charles Ferry, Sandra Ryan, Ted Cray, and all kinds of other folks. But one thing that Charles is very excited about at the LCMS headquarters in Shai, Taiwan, is devoting a portion of the headquarters to become um, a conservatory in, in the headquarters. There's a, there's a lot of different space there. There's, they're already doing some work, some IT work and some broadcasting from there. And we have been in dialogue for quite a quite an amount of time, and uh, now this is a priority in this year for and them is to establish a site there. He's very excited on the one for many reasons, but one includes the interest that the folks there in the neighborhood in Shai have in music in general, but also sacred music. And for example, learning more about this guy J.S. Bach. Well, guys, remember J.S. Bach is our guy. <laughs> and so we have so much to share in relation to who he is, what he did, why it's important, who he was talking about, and so on and so forth. So that's very exciting for us. And then in, in another area of the world is conversations that we have had with Ted Cray 
and LCMS missions in Latin America. And we're very, very honored and, and excited to be part of the new Spanish hymnal project in this way. One way that they saw fit in this wonderful project to share this, this, the material across many countries in Latin America and the, the liturgy and hymns is to record these things and have them available on an app that people could have all across these different countries to uh, learn the hymnals. So that pedagogical and developmental work is right up David's Harp Alley. Here in Council Bluffs, Iowa, the home of David's Harp is also the home of St. Paul's Music Conservatory, where we have four soundproof studios. We do a lot of recording here for other things. And so David's Harp was willing to partner with St. Paul's Music Conservatory and uh, LCMS Missions in Latin America, work with Ted Cray and the other folks there to record the entire hymnal either here or in many other places throughout the country, especially thanks to one of our advisors, Sandra Ryan, to send all of those recordings down to Latin America to have the voice recorded there, put together, and then put into this app. So this is, I hope this is an illustration of, you know what, we are just all, we're all the grunt sort of workers. This is like the, <laughs> the soldiers in the trenches peeking their head out of the trench and saying, hey, what do you need over there? You know, oh, you need this? All right, we'll see if we can find it. And so we are just uh, working together to figure out how to help one another, not just, you know, in the city next door, but halfway around the world for the advancement of God's kingdom. And it's just a joy to watch this and be a part of this happening. That's outstanding. I just, I want to stand up and cheer. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Our guest today, Pastor Nathan Sherrill, Executive Director for David's Harp, a center for musical development. Thanks so much for sharing this wonderful update with us. Please, please keep us updated as things continue to grow, and uh, especially in Shai and with the, the Spanish language hymnal and the app for that. I can't wait to hear more. How can we learn more about David's Harp music? Uh, you can go to our website, www.davidsharpmusic.com. Dot .org that's probably the best way if you scroll down on the front page you'll see podcast a, a link for podcast click on that podcast and just give yourself a chance to listen to some of our friends far and wide and then there's also a Facebook page facebook.com backslash music serves check us out there thanks thanks so much pastor Cheryl for being our guest absolutely Andy and Sarah always a pleasure thanks guys you've been listening to the coffee hour I'm Andy Bates I'm Sarah Gosset the Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.